It's Friday. My sound is all screwed up. Output. There we go. Input. Okay, where were we? This is Lawrence Lewis. And this is Sister Christian. Today is Friday, May 29th, 2020. This is the Producers Happy Hour, a semi-daily podcast with two producers on opposite coasts, reaching out to our filmmaking and live event community to hear your stories about how the pandemic has affected you, your life, and your work. Your stories let us know that we're not alone. It's important for us to keep sharing our experiences and ideas, especially because... You know, we're starting to uh, begin to get back to work. It's starting to happen. So email us your stories or better yet, record a one to two minute voice memo and send it to producershappyhour at gmail.com. Just follow the instructions on our website, producershappyhour.com. And please share this show with your friends, family, colleagues. We want these stories to be heard. We're all starting back to work a little bit at a time. So we think everybody can relate. Yes. Christian, it's been a couple of days. It is Friday for sure, and I think it's a well-earned Friday. It's a well-earned Friday, but there's still mm. so much unrest going on across the country. I agree. Last night was uh, intense in a lot of places. We don't need to get into it, but just wanted to acknowledge that uh, it's happening. And it's uh, I'm flabbergasted, I think, this morning, because on top of... All of that injustice and on top of all of that unrest, then to see, and I don't get me wrong, I'm not comparing this to how bad the injustice was, but a CNN reporting team Mm -hmm. was arrested by state police Mm -hmm. on live TV. No scuffle, Mm -mm. no anything, no answers. They just got approached. They said, oh, are we in the wrong spot? We'll move. Let us know where you want us to be. And they arrested them and pulled them away on live television. Yes. And that reporter's name was Omar. And I can't place his last name, but I do know he started at CNN last like eight years ago as an intern and has worked his way up to the position he is now. And I do know that they had a white reporter who was uh, about 50 yards away who was not arrested for the same thing. See, I didn't even know that aspect of it. So now that makes it Mm -hmm. even even worse. But when just the pure fact alone of state police arresting journalists who were not committing a crime or doing anything correct and completely complying, it's freaking terrifying. Well, yeah, because the president of CNN, again, name is escaping me, called the governor immediately and was like, what the hell's going on? And I know that the crew was released within an hour. I'm not sure if you saw Omar's description of his how his mom and his grandmother felt. Mm-mm. When they saw it happen, no. his mom, I mean, because in this country, every time a black man leaves their house, there's a very big chance that they may not come home mm-hmm. every time. Yeah. And so to see that his family, to see that on television, him getting, you know, handcuffed and carted away was very traumatic for his family over nothing. The one benefit in all of this is how. Everything was filmed and recorded. Yeah. So for the people out there who say things like, oh, well, you know, there are two sides to every story or, you know, um, he must have been doing something. It's not true. I mean, Um, it's so not true. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. We're watching it live. He's literally saying 
Oh, sorry, guys. Am I in the wrong spot? Where do you want me? We were just leaving. I'm just finishing Here up. Here are my we're credentials. Here are my <laughs> credentials. Where do you want us to be? As they stood there silently and waited for some decision to happen, and then they turned around and, and nope, you're under arrest. Yes. Yeah, there was no scuffle. There was no confrontation. No there was no mm-hmm. answers. Anyways, Jeffrey Zucker is president of CNN, mm-hmm. FYI. A little mm-hmm. fact-checking for you. So yep. It's, uh, I think, live fact-checking. Yeah. So live <laughs> fact-checking, yeah. Yeah. So I firmly believe that if we are not speaking out against this, then we are complicit in the behavior. Absolutely. Yeah, that's why I wanted to bring it so, up today. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's not what this show's about. So we'll try and stick to film production. But I think it just we had to make a mention mm-hmm. of what else is happening in the world today. Even though we are not journalists, it's still a, you know, a television broadcast based industry. Yes. The camera crew and the producer were also arrested. Too. Arrested. Yeah. So it does apply in the sense that we could be right there. Yeah. It could happen to us as well. Yes. So, Lawrence, I got a call for a job. I will remain quite secretive. Uh, well, protective. Ambiguous. Okay. Pro- I'll, I'll remain a little bit. As we always need to be on this show, we're not here to air brands and ad agency junk. <laughs> that said. <laughs> did that come out right? I did, I did get Yes, it did. I received a call about a job that would happen in New Jersey. And it's exactly the scenario that we've put out to people where 50 Full-on crew size. Mm-hmm. And um, spread out over days. It looked like half of it was done correctly. But, you know, I advised on the uh, the half that I felt was, you know, still a, a thing in the Northeast. Because I mm-hmm. feel like the job could probably happen in a different part of the country. Not that I'm, you know, want work to go away from my area. But I think where I'm at in New Jersey still has, you know, 10 people or, you know, less in indoor gatherings. They've only right. just opened 25 people or less outdoor gatherings. Yeah. And that would be a stage. I mean, there's talk of location and that just like, you know, <laughs> it uh. kind of exploded a little. There were three principals, six extras. To me, that just feels like a pot of germs. Yeah. And it gave me anxiety thinking about it. Yeah. You know, I still advised on it and I still worked up on it. I'm just not sure that I, you know, am in a mental space where I can handle it or think of everything. Because yet again, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of test shoots. Mm-hmm. People yeah. out there doing stuff, learning things. Hopefully we can find out from them. I would love to talk to somebody who has filmed. So if you have been on a set and you were filming in a certain state, let us know. We'd love to talk about it, see what yeah. precautions were taken, how you felt, how the if the client was there or not, or was it just a Zoom situation where, you know, they're just telling you what to do? Right. We do want you to hear that. And I'm sure there are people out there that uh, that have yeah. already shot something under these conditions. So if you're out there Yeah, and not the not the remote jobs. I wanna hear no, I wanna hear about people person. who have been on a set. Yeah. And we're still waiting for, what's your governor saying? We're still waiting in California for the rollout of their guidelines for film production. Apparently, it's coming out Monday, June 1st. 
Have you heard anything from Cuomo about it? Cuomo? No, I mean, the last couple of days, I've been not really paying attention to those yeah, things. I've been paying attention to what's going on in Minnesota, in Louisville, and, you know, yes. I guess I could just name every state. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't been paying attention because I do know that New Jersey is supposed to open before New York. So I have done a, a bit of research on New Jersey. Okay. I don't know. I would be very concerned to be in, in a stage with 50 people, Yeah, many of whom I don't know. I don't know how. They could have been sick. They could have a sick family member at that time. There was nothing in for testing, which I don't know is a thing yet, Yeah, whether it matters or not, or I think permission. In the, in the white paper, it was suggested. Right. In the versions of the white paper we've seen, we know yeah. it's not final. Mm-hmm. But where are those tests? Where are those rapid 15-minute tests? Are How do they I get my hand exist? on them? How do we get them? Mm-hmm. Who administers them? There's still mm-hmm. so many questions. And then if you do have a five-day time period that your job goes through, how many times are you testing people daily? And are you letting them use mass transit to get to work? There are many things that I, that's kind of what the Northeast is. And if you have New Jersey, yeah. then you uh-huh. know we provide 15 passenger vans to shuttle people. Yeah. Well, how many people are safe to have inside that closed environment? Yeah. Do you call crew members with just cars? Like, I know. So the, these are my... Uh, the trickling down of all the details. And the, the questions that I have for the company, and did they think of this yet? And if not, then what do they suggest? Because I'm thinking about it, and I don't know. Yeah. And I don't. we're not the doctors. We're not the virologists. Right. How right? do I get all these people to New Jersey? And then do I pay them to stay in a hotel over there? Do I? I just don't know. <laughs> you can't hire just crew who live in New Jersey, everyone, just no. so you know. <laughs> well, I want to skip ahead then because this is very applicable. Linda DeZorzi. Oh, uh, Linda. Sent us, yeah, she sent us an email talking about all these kind of things that we've been talking about. And a big thing and it's so poignant right now that she's saying is that we really have to bring the humanity back into what we do for a living, right? And it Mm -hmm. it echoes all the things we've been talking about. We really Mm -hmm. need to pay attention to each other, care for each other, and go about work in in a different way. Especially now more than ever, when you look at what's on the news over the past two days, humanity, we got to bring back a little bit of humanity. She basically is agreeing with a lot of, of things that she's saying And to the point of production companies and producers and ad agencies really developing more of a partnership to -hmm. figure out how to get through these times and to continue doing the work that we do, it is more important than ever. I just don't know who's really going to lead the charge. And Mm -hmm. hopefully those conversations are going to happen and hopefully there is enough attention to the humanity of what we do as we start to, you know, jockey into position to pull out the cameras and start Mm -hmm. rolling on big ads. Uh, I don't know. I do like that she had, you know, tough love from production companies about reality of creative. Yes. Because I know we've been thinking about that quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I was on a call last night with some crew members here in New York, and uh, Miss Tara Dolak was with me. And one of the things that was mentioned that we had definitely – not thought of was the mask fatigue. Yes. And so what the crew members were saying was one of them was a runner and runs with a mask on and that was no problem at all. But but working, yeah, that part was like, you know, 
two to five miles, sure. Okay. But the lifting and the carrying and the running around and the stress and all of that that happens on a shoot caused a tremendous amount of fatigue. So if you think to yourself, the normal way you breathe, cut mm-hmm. that off by, let's just say, round number of 30%, even though yep. I feel it's a little bit more than that, mm-hmm. 30%. So then working at 70% of your oxygen intake yeah, on a good. film set. Not good. So you're fatigued and then wanting to do more than a 12 hour, I mean, 12 hour day, I think should be, we should be back at 10 hour days because for whatever variety of reasons, it's going to take you longer to get to work because there's no mass transit, you know, there's a lot going on. We're getting into summer. The days are getting hotter. We're going to be mostly regulated to be shooting outside in the sun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so if tough. those expectations aren't managed from the beginning, then you're going to have a very upset client pushing why, why. And then if you don't have a strong producer, a strong agency or a strong production company, you are going to succumb to the pressure of trying to accomplish too much in one day, mm-hmm. which yeah. only puts your own company in, at liability because you've not delivered the contract. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well. I mean, um, it's just a little dose of reality <laughs> that I think is... That is a big dose of reality. I just yeah. don't think people are thinking about it. And I do think that, again, the test jobs will be very interesting to see. And I never want to sell anybody short. No, exactly. That's the thing. This might sound like a big ball of negativity from two producers. Mm-hmm. But no, we take so much pride in what we deliver. And we don't want to sell anyone short. We don't want to get into a situation where we cannot deliver what we promised to deliver. Mm-hmm. By just saying, yes, I'll take that job. That's what you're saying. Yes. We are, not only are we advocates for the production company, we're Mm -hmm. also advocates for the crew. We're advocates for the crew and we're advocates Mm -hmm. for the creative. Exactly. And it can all balance. Right. And if they don't balance, then it's challenging. Then somebody's going to suffer. Somebody's going to suffer. Or all of it's going to (laughs) suffer. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's all interrelated. Mm -hmm. Linda is saying that she's already been seeing or hearing about Bids that are out there for non-union work in the price ranges of five to thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Great. So they're following the model. <laughs> they're following the model of influencer shoots, which we talked about probably three weeks ago. Mm, I think it's closer th- to seven weeks ago. You're at this right. Point. You're yeah, right. I know. I because keep saying three everything's weeks. three weeks. I know. No, in probably my mind too. Seven weeks ago, and remember there was an article. Actually, I think we cut it from the show because we didn't feel like it was uh, worthy of talking about. But here we are. Here we are. Talking about big brands following more of an influencer style content creation mm-hmm. method, you know, mm-hmm. which five to 30 grand. Yeah, you're golden. But who's making money on that? Well, the influencer. That's all they need, right? It's not what we do. That's a different model. But mm-hmm. she also lists out seven things that she would like to see happen. And I think mm-hmm. they line up with the things that we've been talking about. Shorter work hours from prep to shoot to wrap. We just discussed that. We've all gotten used to telecommuting. We need mm-hmm. to do more of that during prep mm-hmm. and wrap to minimize mm-hmm. exposure. Agree. Again, you pointed out the tough love from production companies about the realities of the creative that can be accomplished. Fully digital paperwork, inclusive of NDAs, all-time card paperwork from production to wrap. It's all kind of out there, but I think we've been slow in adopting it. Right. Mm-hmm. I know media services, I use them for my production company. They have a whole digital onboarding yes. process now called TIM, which is great. And then, I of course, online it. time cards. Safer sets, all the PPE, better planned shoots to minimize hazards, online castings, which have already become a thing for features. 
and television. Most of the first call castings are from home. Mm-hmm. Self-tapes. Mm-hmm. We should be doing that as well. And agency is, of course, working with you on cultivating all of the above. So thank you, Linda, for writing in and sharing your thoughts with us. The other thing that I want to talk about, this is a short show today because it's Friday and we, yes. we deserve it. Monday, we've got Mercedes Allen Saria, who is head of production at Hilo. And then on Tuesday, we'll have Jason Manns, who is a New York-based first AD for the DGA and producer. He also works in L.A. a ton. So Great. Bicoastal, really. Yeah. But before we go, I want to talk about this article in the New York Times about the drop in ad buys and the cancellation of a lot of ad yeah. buys that are coming up. Yes. A lot of that was due to the summer games being postponed, but basically advertising revenue for television is down by about 12% this year. Mm-hmm. The network's are going to lose out on $25.5 billion in spending. Interesting. And, you know, it's not a secret that TV ad budgets have been slashed by more than what they're saying, 40% over the last 10 years because of this shift to digital, right? Mm-hmm. So before the pandemic, 30% of ad spending in the United States went towards TV commercials right. and 58% went to the YouTubes and mm-hmm. all the other digital platforms. And that was already a massive seat change that was happening oh, yeah. in the industry. And now this happened. And I think everything is going to get reevaluated. So well, that's interesting because, you know, there's a couple of things, I think, when it comes to that. One is that for years it's been said that, oh, it's for Internet. It should be cheaper. Hopefully we're past that. No, uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't think anybody really says that anymore. No. But uh, if they do, you can punch them. Tell them, Sister Christian, punch. <laughs> and then I'm surprised because now a lot of these networks have online streaming platforms, mm-hmm. which have ads. Yeah. Yeah, so I understand the ad buy percentage shifting, but the amount of ads that are generated are more more than ever. Yes. When it comes to ABC Disney or Disney Universal, mm-hmm. I can't imagine ABC hurting from it, but am I wrong here? No, no, I don't think so. I think if you do look at what the ads are that are being made, especially, mm-hmm. you know, there was an article long before the podcast about a brand in the cosmetics industry saying that, you know, they used to make four commercials a year or mm-hmm. maybe it was even two commercials a year. And mm-hmm. that's their entire commercial budget, mm-hmm. media budget went to that. Now they make 50 pieces of content a month. <gasps> yeah. Oh, Just think about all the little that makes sense. clips, right? Yeah, because on our shoots, a one-day shoot now has like, you know, 15 deliverables. Yeah, exactly. So that same budget has to stretch. Protecting for all these. For- Protecting for all the different <laughs> <laughs> aspect ratios. But one year's budget of media has to accommodate all that. Now, so that is, now it makes sense. It all makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. But if you look at the things that like Lowe's, what Lowe's is doing from compared to last year, they have all these, you know, shots of the store and people shopping and all this interaction. They came out with a commercial where it's just a shot of a hand and a phone and mm-hmm. someone buying something on a phone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, actors lose work, wardrobe lose, yeah. loses work, makeup, mm-hmm. hair, the size of the crew is minuscule. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there's still a lot of content to make. If we talk again about Linda's email, the budgets are five to 30 grand. That's not our industry. Yeah. It makes complete sense. There could be a shift. There could be a change. Right. Especially because we've both done an Estee Lauder or something type commercial back in the day where it was, you know, 700,000 for one shoot day. Totally. And then you take that 700,000 and you spread it out over 50 commercials a month. Yeah. 
Well, pieces of content, but still. Pieces. Pieces. Right. You know, six second lead-ins and, you know, whatever, whatever they are. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to post this article into the Facebook group and I'm going to try and make a promise to use our Facebook group a little more to post these articles that we talk about. Go to Facebook, Producers Happy Hour. There's also a LinkedIn group too. I'm going to post these articles in there so you guys can see what we're talking about and weigh in on them. I would love that. Yeah. Good idea. What else, Christian? Should we take some action? We should take some action. So, you know, Monday is the first rent. If you haven't worked, the first is going to be hard for you. So please, there are organizations out there, there are petitions, action that you can take. So read up on it. You can also donate some blood, save the post office, feed the freelancers. Even though uh, we are talking about opening up soon, it doesn't mean that everybody's back to work or earning anything at all. We're still all just talking about it. We're all just talking about it. And if you're fortunate enough to have a job, there's probably 10 of you in your same job classification that aren't working at the very least. So check it out. It's on our website, producershappyhour.com. The page is Take Action. There's a lot of resources there. And if you have the means to help and to give, please do. Please do. Well, Lawrence, this show is edited and co-produced by Rob Bloomkey. Artwork and logo design by Christopher Daniels. And our music was composed by Kyle Puccia. Thanks, everybody, for listening. It's the weekend, so we'll see you on Monday with Mercedes Allen Saria. And until then, stay safe, stay connected, stay active. If you can, please keep staying home. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Mm -mm. Clean your phone because it's it's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) And if you do go out, wear a mask. It is important you'll be protecting others, not just yourself. Be sure to send us your voice recordings or emails to producershappyhour at gmail.com. And Lawrence, all those people beating down the door to get a hold of you, how do they do it? LawrenceTLewis.com or for voiceover work, voiceoflawrence.com. Christian, what about you? SisterChristianProduces.com. See you Monday. Bye.